Sorry, Tainus, Dachov Beis. We're about 10 lines up. Chafal from the Beis. Story. We have a story here. Um, Abba Umna. It's about three, th- three lines to the end. Abba Umna. So he was Abba the doctor. Dr. Abba. Right? Abba Umna Abba. He was a doctor. Asi Le Shalma. He would get a bas call that would give him Shalma Lechem and be sifted the Rakia Kol Yaima. From the sifted the Rakia, again, that's a bas call every single day. So the doctor used to get every single day, he would get a Shalom Aleichem from a Baskol. Ula Abaya. Abaya got a Shalom Aleichem from the Baskol called Mamali Yom Shabsa. Every Friday, Friday afternoon. The Rava, Rava would only get the Baskol, get Shalom from the Baskol called Mamali Yom Kipuri. That was every Arab Yom Kippur. Hava Kacholsha Daite Da Abaya. Abaya felt very badly. Yishim Da Abba Umna. Right? He was a little dejected. He's like, I don't, I don't understand. I'm the great Abaya. He's a he's a regular. He's a doctor. Balabas. He's getting a bas call every single day. Amru, Amru lay, and they told Abaya Lemutzis when he went to seek the answer. Lemutzis lemeved ke'uvde. You can't do like him. You can't do like Abba, Doctor Abba. Why? Umay Abba Uvda, the Abba Umna. What was the the special deeds that Abba Umna was doing? That in what schus was he able to get a bas call every day? Abba Abed Milsa. When he would do bloodletting, which was the primary method of relieving common illness in those days, have a machis gavri the chud v'nashi the chud. He would he would sit men and women separately. The isle levushe, and he had a special garment. The isbe karna, it had a tube. The havas bezia kikusilta, it had a certain a hole where the needle would go in. Okay, so in order to bloodlet, so that you'd have to expose part of your arm. Okay, or wherever they were bloodletting for whatever area it was. So he would have a beged that would cover up everything except for the needle hole. Kihavas asya leitza, when a woman would come, have a malbich, let have her put on the special beged, so he doesn't look, he was very, very careful in regards to Stias, and he didn't want to look at any, any part that he wasn't supposed to in a woman, so he would do the bloodletting through this, through this beged, special beged that he had made. The Islay, so that was number one. The Islay Duchta the Tsnia, he had a room of Tsnias, the Shadi Vipshiti, and he had a private payment room. Okay, everybody would go in, but it was private. The the Shadi Vipshiti, the Shakil. Okay, in order to take money. The Islay, somebody who had money, Shadi Bay. He would put money in there. The Leslie, if a person couldn't afford it, lay Mikhsef, therefore he wouldn't be embarrassed, he'd go into the room, he wouldn't put anything in, and then he would leave. Kihava Isramaile Tsurmurabanan, and any time he got a Tsurmurabanan, even if the guy could afford it. He wouldn't take payment. And not only wouldn't he take payment for doing the bloodletting, but as we've learned before, we learned in Shabbos and many other places, that it's very important to make sure you eat after you bloodlet. <clears throat> right? After he would do the bloodletting, he would give him, he would actually give the guy money, and he would tell the guy, go ahead and make sure, make yourself healthy. Meaning, go get something to eat, make sure you buy something to eat. So not only wouldn't he accept payment for his medical services, but rather he would go ahead and give the money to buy food. One day, so now, the, the way they just explained this, what does it mean Abaya was chalash? And um, Abaya was chalash. And then they told him, you can't get it. So I saw brought down the Masha brings down that he, it wasn't just that he was jealous of him. He was saying, look, if there's a possibility of getting this 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 bracha of a baskol every single day, so I want to learn how Abba Umna does it. How can I get it? And they told him, no, you can't. Meaning that you don't have the same nisyonis that he does. That where do you get it? You get it from being even on your nisyonis. That if a person is able to withstand or Kim and Gaichenstein withdraw his nisyonis, so then he um, he can uh, <coughs> he he. Uh, that's where, that's where the schar comes from. So, so they were telling Abaya, sorry, number one, you're a Rosh Hashiva. You're not going to be in a position to interact with women and to have these challenges. That's one way of learning. Also, if you remember, <coughs> that's one way of saying it. That's a nice way. Or you could say that they told Abaya, no, you wouldn't be able to be oimid. Where do we see this? That if you remember, we learned recently, Sukkah, Daf Nun Gimel. Okay, we saw a story that Chalash Abaya, why? That he saw a boy and a girl Right, there was coming on the Gemara. It says, "Kol hagadol mechaver, chaveri, kol hagadol mechaver, yitzray gadol mimenu." 
Okay, where where Abaye was 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 upset. He saw that a boy and a girl were going on the way, and um, you know they, they said, "Come, we're going on the same derech." Okay, let's 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 keep each other company. They were able to keep each other company. A boy and a girl, and he Abaye was trailing them behind them, and he saw them, and they keep the boy and the girl were able to keep each other company. Nothing bad happened, and uh, they went off on their way, and nothing bad happened. And Abaye said, "I wouldn't be able to be omit on this nesayim." And, and to which they said to him, don't worry, because and that's why you wouldn't be able to be Aymed. But we see here that what Abaye wouldn't be able to be Aymed, because Abaye was greater than Abba Umna. And that's what, how you understand this exchange, beautiful way of explaining this exchange. That Abaye was saying, I, I want to I get the Baskol every day, I want to be like Abba Umna. And they told him, no, you wouldn't be able to, because and like we saw, that Abaye himself said that he wouldn't be able to be Aymed on this. Anyway, Yemichad, so he, now he wanted to test the character of Abba Umna. Is this guy for real? So Yemichad, Shadr Abayi Zugad Rabbanon Lamivdike. So he sent a pair of Rabbanon to go, uh, you know, to, 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 they wanted to vet, to vet this Abba Umna and make sure that he was, uh, you know, see what he was really up to. So Izvine Bachlinu Vashkinu. So he sat them, he gave them, he gave them lodging, he fed them, gave them to drink, Umachluhu Bistarki, okay, and he folded up a nice woolen blanket under them. The Layla. Now, okay, gave them a nice blanket at night. They went ahead, they rolled up this blanket, and they took it with them. They took the blanket of Abba Umna. They went to the Shuk. They found Abba Umna's bloodletting, uh, uh, you know, tent, booth in the Shuk. And they said to Abba Umna, Hey, you see this woolen blanket? Can you tell me how much it's worth? Amalei hachi v'hachi said it's worth a certain amount. Amalei and they said to him vidilma shavutve. So they said to Abba Amna maybe it's actually worth more. Amalei v'hachi shaklinu. This is no. That's what I paid for it. Amalei didach ninhu v'shaklinu minach. It was yours. We took it from you. Okay. So here and take it back. We were just trying to see what your reaction would be. Wanted to make sure that you know. We wanted to see if you were truly a tzaddik. But Amalei, Amalei matusa minach v'maychash. And by the way, that's number one. Number two. Please tell me what were you chayshed us? these pair of Ramanan said, "Matusimirach, we beg of you, but What were you chayshed us?" he said, "You know what? I was should tell you the truth. Amina, you know what? I thought pidyon shvuyim iklul rabbanan. I thought that there was this was a pidyon shvuyim situation. Right? Maybe one of your krayvim or something was captured, and you needed to raise some money. You're embarrassed to tell me. Okay, so Amrulei, they told him hey, that's not the case. We were just trying to check you out." So Abba Umna, please take your blanket back. Amrulei, he said to them, I already set it aside for tzedakah. Okay? And uh, so Farshim explained that really he intended to give it to them the entire way. And that's what he was saying. Um, and, and they knew... I, how could they steal it? And it's, it's, something's going on on the surface because there's no way that you're allowed to steal something just to test somebody, right? So, um, so the way that it, it's explained is that he really intended to give it to them because he thought they were Aniyim. Um, and therefore, he intended to give them the blanket. However, but what was, what was the problem? What were they challenging him? That it's a little bit of a slap in the face. He was giving it to them for them to keep. They went ahead to, not to turn around and sell. And they went ahead and tried to turn around and sell it. And that's where. So they were taking it because they were taking it because they um, because they knew that Abba Umna was really giving it to them, but it was for them to keep, not for them to turn around and sell. And so then they said, "I t- please tell us what they asked them to evaluate it." Okay, you want to buy this? How much is it worth? So and um, he said, and, and that's why they said, "What were you chesed me when, when we were trying to sell it?" Oh, I was chesed that you needed the money for pidyon shvuyim. And that, that's how you can explain this exchange over here. And, um, and he said, and Talmudim said, look, we don't need the tzedakah. Okay, we don't need the tzedakah at all. And therefore, um, go ahead and take your blanket back. And he said, no, I always intended to give you tzedakah. So there was no real theft going on here. It was just, you know, it was the fact that I was, he, that Abba Umna was giving it to them really for personal use and they were trying to turn around and sell it. Okay, let's see another story. Uh, sorry. Now, uh, uh, Rava saw right, that Abaya was getting a baskol every Friday afternoon, and he was only getting one every Yom Kippur. So now he wasn't so happy about that. And Amrulay, they told him, they told, they told the Rava, don't be so upset. Okay? 
Meaning that uh, you are, uh, you, should be, you should be happy enough that this is, you're protecting your entire city. That Rava, we've seen this before, Rava lived in Mechuzah. But in Mechuzah were chaitim. They were pampered, okay? They were not, not very good people. And therefore, like this, that you want to know how great your Zechus is? And why does it come specifically Arab Yom Kippur? That it comes Arab Yom Kippur, it comes specifically Arab Yom Kippur, we have the basketball come specifically to tell you that you were able to achieve a kapara for your entire city. So therefore, don't feel bad that it comes out of Yom Kippur. There's a certain message built in there, and you should feel good about that. And that's great, okay? And that's how they were able to appease Rabba. Now, we have a story. would hang out in the marketplace in Be'lefet. Okay, and Elio would come keep him company. Okay, third time in two dafim where we have Elio. So Rav Broika Chaza said to Elio, Is there anybody in this shuk who is a, who's a bar Elam Haba? So Elio told him, No, there's nobody here that's going to Elam Haba. And so the first time I asked, I don't understand. So how could you go ahead and say that, how can Elio say there's no bar Elam Haba here? Some of them were yid in there. So he said that, um, saw brought down an answer is that, what does that mean? That everybody gets Elam Haba after they go through Gehenim, they have to get cleansed, they have to get a kapara for their avoidance. Is there anybody here that is a bar Elam Haba where he stands today? That if he were to just go straight, he would, he would go straight to Elam Haba. And he wouldn't have to stop through, he wouldn't have to get any kaparas. Okay, and that's what Elio was saying, no. Okay, in the meantime, there was a certain guy who showed up. He was wearing black shoes, okay, which was not the way, okay, in those days, um, the minute was, that was not the, the Jewish way was not to wear black shoes. I don't know, maybe they wore red shoes, who knows? But it wasn't black shoes. And he wasn't wearing tchelis in his, in his, on, his, on his cloak, he wasn't wearing tzitzis. Hi, by Armal da Asihu. He said, so, so, so Rebreka turned to Elio incredulously and said, This guy, he's a bar of the Mahaba. So Rod Basri ran after him. Amrle, my Ovda. So he ran after this, this guy who was wearing black shoes and no tchelis. He said, what, what do you do? What's your situation? Amrle, he said, Zilla in Nagoe to now. But tell the come back tomorrow. Come tomorrow and I'll tell you. Amrle, my Ovda. So, um, Lamachar Amarle. So he came back the next day. Reb Reb came back to this black shoe, no tzitzis wearing guy, and he said, "Amarle, my ovdach. Okay, what's your deal? Amarle, zandukna ana. I am a warden, basarana, and when I lock up people, gavra the chud v'nashi the chud. I keep the men and the women separated. Viramina poraye poraye. I put my bed bein hani lahani between the men and the women. Kechigule leisuli deisur. That there's no isurim going on with the men and the women. And also kichazina bas yisrael dihavi nachama." When I see that the Goyim, uh, you know, have their eyes on a certain young Jewish woman, okay, I, I, I put my life at risk to save her from, from these uh, Goyim. The one time, in fact, there was a Naramu Rasa that was uh, in the jail. The Goyim put their eyes on her. I took sediments of wine, and I put it in her undergarments, and I said, Distanahi, okay, so I covered for her. So, you know, was, I was very, very careful to make sure to protect, number, number one, protect Jewish girls, and number two, protect Jewish boys and Jewish girls from doing stuff they're not supposed to. Amrle, my taima, lesson chute, haramis masani ochmi. So tell me, why aren't you wearing tzitzis and why, uh, why are you wearing black shoes? Amrle, ayalna benefikta beni nachrim. Because I, I'm constantly with the gayim. Ki hechi lidu di Okay, so I do this in order so that they don't know that I'm Jewish. Okay, and when there's a certain gzera, I let the Rabbanah know. So I give the Rabbanah a heads up that there was a gzera so that they can daven and give a bottle it. Okay, so we see that there are certain situations, um, right, where you can go ahead and change his dress. Now, and it's just so that the place can bring down, okay, this is, this is a very complicated subject as far as when you're allowed to change your malbush, okay, but the Bach says that the Yisra'avu is only when you're trying to hide and be manhig like them, which he was doing here, but here again it was pikuach nefesh, okay, and therefore, right, he was able, he was able to go ahead and do it. So, <clears throat> right, Zilla in Nabatala Machar, 
So, right, so the question is, I know it's some, some, some question, how could we wear suits today? How could we wear, you know, what's, what's common in the business world? How could we wear, you know, why don't we all have to dress like Hasidim? So, so again, we can use this Bach to say that it's only when you're trying to hide. That's when it's a problem. But it's not a problem of okay, to wear clothing of a guy. Anyway. Um, so now, fine. Tell me why when I came to ask you what your deal is, you told me Zilla in You told me go away today and come back tomorrow. So, so why did you do that? Because at that moment they were being geizer And I wanted to run quickly and go tell the rabbanon Okay, to go ahead and to ask for rachamim on this gezerah, and therefore I didn't want to stop and tell you about myself. Stop and schmooze when we had this pressing urgent matter. So now, okay, back in the marketplace, okay, Rebreka, Chayza, and, 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 um, and Eliyahu are back in the marketplace. Two other people came. Eliyahu said, by the way, these two also, they are B'nei Elam Haba as well. He told it. he went over to those two people, and he said, what is your, what's your job? What's your situation? We are Barchanim. Okay, we, we cheer people up. We cheer people up, okay, and therefore that's why they were or when we see two people, another answer is when we see two people, that there, that there, that there is a, an argument between them. Okay, are, uh, you know, we, we make light of the situation, we cheer people up, and we make shalom. Okay, and therefore, Rashi explains that what is this? is one of those things, and that's why. Okay, the bnei olam haba. Okay, back to the Mishnah. We said al elu masriim bechol makam. Okay, on what? Tanur rabbanon al elu masriim bechol makam. When are we masriim? Okay, like we said, the the, the push on the Mishnah is. Masriyam b'chol makam anywhere if it's a makam ha'leches or masriya which means fast do all this like like the seven fasts we fast and we cry out okay shaveris etc the whole the full gamut turn around alayu masriyam b'chol makam alashidafin that is crop disease known as blight or crop disease alayirakin okay that's a sickness again so both of these things are makam ha'leches and therefore if you hear about it at all you you have to go ahead even if it's far away from you you have to go ahead and um, because you have to be concerned it's going to come there. For uh, different types of locusts, Arben Chasil and Chayarah. That Shidafan and Yerokain is Kolshu any amount. Even if you only see one, one, one thing, one knaf, one wing, meaning one bug. One locust, Masriya and Aleim. You have to be Masriya. So they have to try to understand this over here because what did our Mishnah say? Alashi Dafain, we said is what? How much? And we'll discuss this later on. But we said how much uh, later on in the Daf. But the Mishnah said, Alashi Dafain, it did give you a quantity. Right? It said, Alashi Dafain is Kamalai Pitanur. Okay? So why over here is Rabbi Kiva saying Kolshu? How do you understand that? So Rashi addresses this. And he says that Umalai Pitana, Rashi has two answers. The first one, there's going to be a little, there's some questions on it. So look at the second one, Umalai Tanor, the Masisan Lisanois, right? That which our Mishnah said, Umalai Pitanor, right? How is Rabbi Kiva saying, Kolshehu, our Mishnah said, Umalai Pitanor? So he says, that the Mishnah was just telling us the story that there was a Malay Pitanor, okay, full, and that's why they had to fast. But if it was Kol Shehu, they would have to fast as well. That was just a story that occurred at that time. Okay? But really, really what we're saying is that Shidafan is Kol Shehu, and Rabbi Akiva is not necessarily arguing on the Mishnah. The Ramam, according to the Magad Mishnah, says it a little bit differently. That he says it's the same shear. Meloi Pitanur is a shear of a Kol Shehu. There are just two different ways to say the same shear. Okay? Now, if you go with the Ramam's explanation, then it makes a lot of sense. Right? So the, that's the question they ask here is, why do we have to say... Uh-huh. Why don't it also say Kolshu? Ah, because then we say that there is a specific shear. According to the way the Ramam explained it, it's the same, it's the same, it's this, that if the Malay Pitanur is the same thing as, as Kolshu, so what we're saying is that 
Kolshu, when it comes to Shidafain, is Malay Pitanur. It is, there is a specific shear there, as opposed to Arba, which is even one, one bug. Okay, and that's why, so it would be very nice why we split up Rabbi Akiva into two different shirim. We say, Okay, but according to Rashi, you have to understand why exactly we have to split these up into two different, if the shir is kol shuhu, so why couldn't it just say kol shuhu for everything, for arba, chasil, etc. Okay, we said about achaya, again, if we see wild animals out, um, we're going to have a problem. Okay, then you are masriim. Okay, um, now, let's discuss. Tanarabanan says the Gemara. Chaya ro'asha amru. That which we say you have to be masriyan for a chaya ra', meaning full, full-blown fast, shayfer, okay, etc., cry out, seven fast. That's a chaya ro'asha amru. Bizman shehi mishuleches. That's only if it's sent, like sent from Shemayim, masriyan olah. Eina mishuleches, if it's not sent, sent out to do damage, eina masriyan olah. Now, how do you know? What's considered sent out from Shemayim to do damage? Nearest but ear, if it shows up in the city, that's not normal. Okay, then it's going to be Mishuleches. If it's in the field, if we see wild animals in the middle of the day, broad daylight, that's Mishuleches, meaning it's sent to do damage. That you have to be Masriyan. But Laila, that's normal for animals that are nocturnal. That it's it's normal for them to be around. That's ena mishulaches. Rasa shnei bnei adam v'ratsa achareim. If it saw two people, if the animals chasing two people, that's considered mishulaches. They're out to do damage. Sent from shemayim. Nachbeisa mipneim. However, if the animal runs away from people, then ena mishulaches. Tarfa shnei bnei adam. Let's say it goes ahead and attacks two people, kills them. But va'achla echad mehem mishulaches. It only eats one of them. Ah, then it's a makamishulaches. That's not normal. If an animal is chasing after. A, 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 a human and it kills a human it's, it's killing if it's killing two humans it's because it wants to eat two humans but to eat one that wouldn't do that we don't consider we consider that again normal and ordinary a wild animal attacks people okay that's considered normal we're going to have to reconcile all these cases and the mother is going to go through it because we just said that's already here we're saying that if it chases two people and eats them it's not considered it's not considered weird it's not from Shemayim it's normal ordinary so we're going to have to discuss that in a second over here but if it, if it kills two people and eats them both that's what a wild animal does also if it goes up to the roof and takes a child from its crib that's Mishulechas that's weird animals don't do that Okay, so now, let's go through this. Ha-guvakasha first. We had the first two things, which is, we said, what is Mishulechas and Mishulechas? Mishulechas is, if it's in the city, that's not normal, okay? Eina Mishulechas is not in the city, if it's in the fields, okay? That's considered normal. Mishulechas is not normal, okay? And like we said, in the city is not normal, in the fields is normal. And we said, night is normal, during day is not normal. So we said if it's in the city, it makes, means, means it makes no difference. So that would say it's a, it's a general rule. If it's in the city, that's not normal. No, it makes no difference if it's day or night. And then we said, So what's going on over here? How do you understand these two? Then we said that no, that it's not, it's not necessarily dependent on location. It's night or day. So which one is it? If you see a wild animal in the city during the day, so it's both. City during the day, that is considered Mishulechas. But ear Balaila, however, city at night is not Mishulechas. Or Inami Besada, Afilu Biyayim in a Mishulechas. Okay, and that's the way to explain those two. It's really you mash them up and put them together. And we're saying it's like this that during the day in the city, that's considered Mishulechas, but. Even at night, even in the city at night is not Mishulechas, and any time in the field that's not Mishulechas, it's not going to be a problem. Now, next problem with this with this criteria of what's considered Mishulechas or any Mishulechas. So now we're going to make a deal. We have conflicting diukim. We said if it sees two people and it runs after them, it's considered Mishulechas. That means if it's if an animal sees two people and it's just standing there. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't run away. It doesn't attack them. That would sound like it's only because it said which means if the animal is just stationary, it's not mishlachas. Then we said if it runs away, then it's not mishlachas. Which now, okay, that's the second qualification. If it runs away, now what about if it's just standing? Okay, so it's a stira. 
both ways we learn mishalachas or any mishalachas, the mashmas is that if it's just standing there, what, according to the first way, if it's just standing there, it would not be considered mishalachas. And according to the second way, we said if it's just standing there, it would be mishalachas. So how do we understand that? So the Gemara says like Kasha again, kam besada smuchala agam, kam besada she'enis smuchala agam. That if that it's considered, it depends if if the field where the animal sees these people is near a swamp where an animal can go in and hide and know that no humans can can run after it. So then it would be normal if it's close to a swamp for the animal to just stand there and look at the people. He's not. He's going to decide whether he wants to attack or not. In the meantime. He, wants, he knows that safety is around there. That's considered normal for an animal to just stand there because it knows at any point that if the human makes a move or pulls out an arrow, it could, it could run into the swamp and hide. However, if there is no swamp there, meaning that the, the animal doesn't have any safe area to run to, then it's considered mishaleches if the animal is standing. And that's how you explain the two different ways of standing. Now, Tarfash nebenei adam. Then this finally, this is the last problem that we're going to have with the price. Tarfash adam ke'achad ba'achlach and mehem mishaleches. Shneim ain't mishaleches. We said that again. We said that if an animal chases two people, that's considered mishaleches. Then we said that if an animal is turf for two people and eats them, it's not going to be mishaleches. That's normal because it ate both. It's only if it ate one that's a problem. But Amar Afilu Ratzasa would be would be considered mishaleches. Rabbi Kitanya he ba'agma again. So when, again, what we say is when do we say agit, uh, when it eats two, that's the agma. Meaning, again, if, if safe harbor is near, so then it would be normal for the animal to try to attack the people and eat them because it knows if the, if the, if the people try to fight back, then it can run into a swamp. That would be normal. However, if we see an animal just chasing people and it has nowhere to hide into, that is considered mishlechus. That's not normal. Gulfa, one final thing we said in the Bryce was also the dog, but not Latinic Mayarisa, Mishulechas. That if an animal goes up to the roof and takes a child from its crib, that is considered Mishulechas, abnormal, sent from Shamayim to do damage. That's where you have to be Masrian. The Mars is Pshita. Yeah, that's not normal. Amra Papa, it's not normal for an animal to go into a house and take a, right? So Amra Papa, Amra Papa, Kukuchi Titsaidi. What we're talking about here is not a normal house, but even if it's just like a hunter's uh, lodge, Okay, a hunter's hut, where it's not a normal house, so it would be a little bit more normal for an animal to be there. Still, it's considered abnormal for the animal to go ahead and take and take the child from the bed, the infant from the bed. Okay, we said Allah Kherif. So again, if we marauding armies are coming, okay, then again it does the army doesn't stop. It conquers one land, it's gonna go after the next one, and therefore Allah Kherev, you also have to go ahead and be Masriya no matter where you are. Okay, so now, we're not even talking about here an army that's coming to attack you. Even if you're at peace, even a Sherev Shalom, okay, even a Sherev Shalom, an army passing through your land is always a, or armies passing through lands is always a reason to be Masriya, even if they're not necessarily coming to attack you. Because we didn't have an instance, a recorded instance of a, an army. That was that that was a chayav shalshalon that wasn't looking to attack. Yeshua in power nechay. Ba'afal pikein nechshol by Hamelech Yeshio and Yeshio was killed by that army. Shenamar. What's the story? What's the story? By Yishalach elam alachim leimar that power nechay sent Yeshio King Yeshio Melch Yisrael. He sent him. He sent him malachim saying messengers saying Mali v'lach Melch Yehuda. I got no issues with you. Lo yalecha atahayoyim. Okay, I need to pass through your land. No issues with you. Not going to attack. Ki al base melchamti. I got to go to the battlefront. Velikim amar. Okay, it's a lashon of shvua. Amar levahaleni. Okay, he says I swear. Velikim. Velikim amar levahaleni chadalacha. Don't interfere with me trying to, um, you know, taking the quickest route to get to my battle. Because my Elohim that's with me, my God that's with me, okay, will destroy you. What does that mean? My Elohim Asher Imi. That Parah was saying, my God with me. That Parah was telling Yoshio that uh, let me pass through your land. I'm not going to do anything to you. Don't try to stop me from coming through your land because my Elohim is going to beat you. Now, Amar, Yoshio said, Ah, he's putting his faith, Paran is putting his faith in Abay Dazara. No, I'm not going to let him pass. Okay, now, well, we're going to see what happened over here. 
that Yoshiyahu held that that Klai Yisrael was on a tremendously high matziv of the cherev lo yavor That means that even cherev shalom. So he went ahead and said, "No, I'm not letting you go. I'm not letting you come through." Paranachai said, "Okay, I'm going to attack you." He attacked him and he killed he killed King Yoshio. Okay, so what happened? By Yoyru Hayyorim Lamelech Yoshio, the 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 um, shooters shot arrows into Melech Yoshio. By Yomer Melech Labadam Havireni, and the king said to his servants, "Take me away, Kichalisi Meoid. I'm very sick." Meaning the arrows did tremendous fatal damage. Maya Chalisi Meoid. I'm Rabbi Yehuda. I'm a Ram Lamit Shalasu Kogufu Kikivra. That he turned. There's he he took so many hits, so many arrows. Did King Yoshio that his body was like a sieve? Why was he doomed for this fate? He should have gone to Yermio. Okay, he didn't go to Yermio to ask him, should I let Paranachai through or not? Rather, he made the determination on his own of my Darish, of the following passage. It says, That when Kai Yisrael is doing as they're supposed to. So what happened was, Yoshio came after one of the most. Uh, Turbulent uh, periods of Avodah and Klai Yisrael, he came and he cleaned it all up. And he thought he got everybody back, Bali Tshuva, everybody was back on, cleaned everything up. He thought everything was clean. But what did Klai Yisrael do? They would actually, they weren't, they weren't as truthful. In their houses, they would split the Avodah with the doors so that when Yeshio's um, agents would come to search for Avodah they would open the doors and then it wouldn't look like an Avedazara and they wouldn't find an Avedazara. But when the doors closed, when they left, so then the two sides would come together and they would turn to Avedazara. So they had this situation. And really, he thought that Klai Yisrael was on the Matzev, we're of Vecherav Loi Sava Ba'artzachem. Okay? He thought that, as we see here in the Gemara, if you want to tell me it's Shalom, it's a Cherav of Shalom. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, if you want to tell me it's a cherub of war, the Pasuk already says that if you, Kali Yisrael does the right thing, but the bracha, Venasati Shalom Ba'aretz, then I will give Shalom. So, Ela Afilu Shel Shalom, that what does this mean, that the swords won't pass through your land? It means even a cherub of Shalom. So, Yeshio said, look, we're, we're in a good place. We can, we're, we're fine. Paranachai can't touch us. He's coming with Avayda We have Hashem on our side. We don't have any Avayda We're out. And he wasn't aware of the fact that that Klai Yisrael wasn't in the same matzah that he thought they were. They were. He should have gone to Yirmiyot to be Nimlach, and he didn't, and therefore he suffered this fate. Now, so now Yeshua was dying. So as Yeshua's life was oozing from him, he was dying. So Yirmiyot saw that Yeshua, King Yeshua's lips were moving. Amar, he said, Yemiyo said to himself, Shema chash for Shalom, Milsudalimit, Mahagana Amar, Agavtsare. Maybe he's like cursing. Maybe he's saying something he's not supposed to be saying. He's cursing his fate. Okay? Gochen, he was leaning over Vashami to come matstik ala adina. He heard Yeshio that was matstik to dinan afshay. Amar, he said, Tzadik Vashem, Kipiyumarisi. He said that I am the Tzadik, that Hashem is the Tzadik, Kipiyumarisi. I went ahead and bit, bittered embittered his mouth, meaning I went ahead and did something wrong. Okay, and what did what did what did Yirmiyo respond? Pasachalahi Shaita, Yirmiyo responded with Ruachapenu Mashiach Hashem. Okay, that um that that uh that, that was the Hespid. He started at that point he started to be Maspid him. He saw Yirmiyo saw that he that he was corrected. He was a tzaddik. Okay, he, he made a mistake. He should have he made, he made an error in judgment over here and he should have gone to Yermio, but he saw that he was, he was totally ecstatic, he was monastic that didn't, and he understood that he didn't, that Yoshio, did, Yoshio understood that he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Okay, we said, and they saw, they went <coughs> to their cities and they saw, as we discussed before, and they were geyser atinus because of that. So, doesn't mean a tanner, an oven full of tfua, which would be a tremendous amount. Oy, dilma, kimlai tanner pas. Or like you put a loaf of bread in the oven, okay, the, the, right, like the entrance, meaning the narrow part of the oven, so it would be a little amount of loaf of bread. Tashima, kimlai pi tanner. And that means the normal way, it doesn't mean stuffed up with tfua. So it's the smaller amount. Now, still, when we said that it's the smaller amount of pas, kikisuya, 
Okay, so as you would put bread in an oven, not shove it in and take up every possible cubic inch. But is it just the opening? Or is it the rows around as well? You know, are we just talking about when we said Malay Pitanar doesn't mean fill, meaning that you put bread all around the tanar, and therefore there's there's actually more? Or is it, or is it even, or is it what we were just saying the very, very little bit? It's at the entrance, it's at the opening. So the Gemara says, Teiko, we don't know how to answer that part. Okay, that there was a story we said, we were telling two stories. Number one, that they saw Miloy Pitano of Shidafen, and that the Mishnah said that uh, there were two Ze'evim that ate. They ate two Tinoikis in Eber Ayardin, okay? And Rabbi Yesi said, but even Niru, uh, you have to go ahead and fast. So now, that wolves went and ate two children. They came out the other side. Okay, they came through the digestive system. And I guess they were still able to, um, to, uh, to uh, you know, they still looked like, like children. It didn't, didn't come out as waste, but they came out. We said that the buster is going to be tahar because, as Rashi says, ikel. Once it goes through the intestinal system, it, it's cleansed. It's no longer considered buster tame. However, atzamais don't get ikel. They don't get, um, you know, uh, they, they don't they don't get changed, and therefore those are going to be tame. Okay. We said al elu masriyim b'shabbos, and we said in Rashi this masriyim was different. This masriyim on Shabbos means anenu. Rashi said. That it was only with Anenu. Shabbos. A city that is surrounded by Gayim or a river, or a river starts flooding, or a Svina that's Mitzurevis Bayam, or a Yachid is getting chased by Nachrim, or by robbers, okay, something else is going on. Either way, he's in a bad situation. A person is allowed to go ahead and fast. A yachid's a lot of fast. Betainus. Okay? Now, Rabbi Yaisi, in a yachid rishai, l'sagei tatzmai. A yachid is actually not allowed to go ahead and fast. Okay, we see that, that, that uh, Rabbi Yaisi, remember, Rabbi Yaisi also said on Shabbos that you could only cry out for, for Ezra. Okay? Now, here we're talking about in a different, regular situation. Are you allowed to just go ahead and fast when you want, all on your own? Okay, because there's a matzah of of somebody's in a bad matzah. So the Tanakhama says, um, yes. And Rebbe says, you're not allowed to. Why? Because, you're going to come on to other people. People are going to say, you know what? You did this to yourself and they're not going to take care of you. So you can't just go ahead and say, now, if, look, we have to say like this, if, right, if it's a situation where Bez did, okay, or the Rabbanon, our guys are a tainess, so we know that they have accountability to make sure that, that there's going to be food for everybody. But a y- willy-nilly, a yachid can't just go ahead and do this and leave himself at the mercy of others. You got to keep it alive. You got to keep it around. Okay, you got to protect your nefesh. You can't just go ahead and be irresponsible and just fast whenever you want. Okay, so Shimon back in the Mishnah said that that you, um, that you can go ahead and you can fast. All right, well, what happened over here? We said, back in the Mishnah, right? only if you could only scream out for help, you can only say, I need it for help. Not to just cry out. You could also cry out on a Dever. Okay? That, <coughs> that, um, you can even be Masriya, you can cry out on a Dever, Okay, now what's going on? Was Shimon Hatamani saying that you can cry out for Dever as well on Shabbos? And the Chacham said no. Okay, but during the week he holds right on a regular weekday. They the Rabbanon agree that you are Masrian for a Dever. Or do we say that no? They don't agree at all. Tashma. Okay, meaning do the Rabbanon say no? You never you never go ahead and and uh, our Masriyim 
um, even during the week. So now, Tashmah the tiny Masri and Aldever Bishabbos, Vain Sarachlam Bechol. So we see that one Tana said that you are Masri and Aldever Bishabbos, that you are Masri even on Shabbos for a Dever, and for sure, Chol Rachanan Ben Pitos, Ben Pitum. So we see over here this concept that we said must be this sheet where we said at all, period, ever, whenever Masrin on Dever, because um, uh, even, during, even during the week, because you might come to be Masrin to cry out for it on Shabbos, and we don't want you to do that for Dever, okay, and therefore, um, and therefore, you would not be Masrin for, uh, for Dever, even, even, uh, during the week. Um, again, Rashi says because it's a gazera. Okay? And that is, again, if you're hearing about it. If you're hearing about it elsewhere. Right? But Mistama, we said before, So again, here we're talking about where you just hear about it's news that comes to you. It's not, a, it's not close to you. You're just hearing about it at some other place, so we, th- that's where we're going ahead, and we're saying that the Mestam of the Rabbanon would hold that you're not Masriya at all because you might come to be Masriya on Shabbos. Okay, but if it's your city, we said we're Masriya and Antinus, the full blown thing we said before, and if you're in a surrounding city, then it would just be um, either that would be Machlekes Tanakama or Rabbi Kiva if it would just be Tainus or, or Masriya, and you only do one if you're in a surrounding city. Okay. Al Koltzara Shalitabar, Al Atzibar. Okay, we said that that for any tzara, like we listed a whole bunch in the mission, we said any tzara that comes or masrian, what's the exception except for rov gishamin? We don't mispal for too much good. How do we know we don't we aren't mispal for too much of a good thing? Why? Because the pasuk says. This is the Pasuk that Hashem saying that I'm going to give you Ad Belidai. That when a Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to give Teva, when a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives Teva, He gives Ad Belidai. He gives to where you feel like it's too much. So we see that is the meat of a Kaddish Baruch Hu giving Teva. So you might think, what are we coming to say? That you, you aren't Masriya on too much good because that is the way good is given. And why would you think you're Masriya? Because maybe too much of a good thing is actually bad. No. Says the pasuk that Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "I'm going to give you so much good, I believe die to where you say it's too much." So we see the meaning of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is that when you give good, it's where you feel like it's too much, and therefore when you feel like there's too much kishamim, it's still a good thing. That's the meaning of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. My I believe die. What does that mean? Remember, until your mouths are weary from saying too much, too much, too much. So we see when Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives a shefatayv, when he gives a good thing, it is in an oifen where it's too much. Amar, and that's still considered good, and therefore you're not Masriya. Amar, Amar, However, in Golis, we are Masriya. Okay, Rashi says, why are we Masriya in Gaila? Because Gaila refers to where, meaning this is on too much Kishamim. Okay, that, that's Babel. It's like Rashi, we've had Rashi before like this. And Babel is Mitsula, it's very deep, and therefore too much rain could taka really be a problem. That's an Eretz Yisrael where it's high. So you, know, so you have too much rain, it's too much rain, it's still going to be good. It's not going to cause flooding. It's still going to be good. But in Babel, which is lowlands, where that means the water finds the lowest point, you could end up with um, you know, mudslides, you could end up with mapoilases, or you could end up with bad situations, and therefore, the goyla, Cesarean Bar-Yod, you would be Maimed. So where there's too much rain, the Anche Mishmar Shochel Anche Maimed, the Anche Mishmar send to the Anche Maimed, Tunay Nechem Achechem Shabagoyla. We say that when you're fasting and uh, davening on behalf of all of Kal Yisrael, so go ahead and um, keep them in mind. Shabagoyla Shoyeh Bateim Kivrayim. So we see again, we see the concept that in Babel, that there could be, that their houses, right, if there's too much rains, that it causes mudslides, it causes like an avalanche. It, It'll collapse. It can collapse the houses. Okay, so we do. We see that too much rain would be a bad thing. So he, they asked Rebbe Lazar, by the way, how, how, how much rain is too much? Okay? At what point should you go ahead and mispalo that it shouldn't come anymore? Amr lahem, he said, Okay, this must be in Chutzlaritz, meaning where we said that it is okay to, to, to daven for rain to stop. There is there's such a thing as too much rain. So he said, what do you do? You, you 
stand in this was a certain rock that was very tall in, in Karen Raphael right if water reaches that it's able to pool up there right then we know there's too much water that's a very high rock and if you can uh, uh, like swish your feet around in the water that's going to be a problem that means there's too much this flooding if there's flooding there we got a problem Okay, it's not your feet, but rather your hands in water, meaning that it must be much higher, many feet higher to the top of the person as opposed to where your feet are. So the verse says, no, when we say yadav, what we mean is that you can bend down and put your hands in the water, meaning when you could swish the water with your hands, then we know that if, it, if you're standing there and the water has reached up to the point of where it's covering your feet, where you can be meshach sheikh, you can, you can uh, swish around, okay, either with your feet, Normally, or by bending down with your hands, then we know it's too much water. Okay? Raglov Kyodov Kamina. Amar Rabba Barchana. Lididi Chazyali Karen Afel. By the way, if you want to know how tall Karen Afel is, I was on the top. I climbed. I summited Karen Afel. De Kamahutaya. When I was on the top of it, Kamahutaya Kirach of Gamla, there was an Arab on the bottom of it that was, uh, was, was uh, an Arab horseman. He was riding a camel, or I guess camelman. Okay, an Arab merchant riding a camel. Okay, and he was holding a spear in his hand and it actually looked like it was a worm. Okay, so we started today, we'll just do a chazar, we started today with the baskol of Abba Umna, that every day, okay, he would hear a baskol every day. Why? Because of the sneas of Nashim and the money that he, he, would, he, would, he would allow people to pay privately and people didn't have, and uh, he wouldn't take money from Kola guys, people who are learning, and not only that, he would give them money so they could buy food afterwards. Abayo was Arab Shabbos, and Abayo was Chalash because of Abba Umna, he sent a pair of Rabbanan to check out Abba Umna and make sure that he was okay. Rabba would, it was every Yom Kippurim. He was chalash. He felt bad because Abaya had it every Friday and he only got it Arab Yom Kippur. And they told him, no, don't worry. You get it on Arab Yom Kippur because it's a way to show that you're getting kapara for your terrible Baal in your city. Okay, so yours chusim are actually really, really, really good. It's quite effective. Okay, then we said, oh, we had the story of Rebrik Chazah that he told Elio, that Eliyahu uh, told him that there's no bar al mahaba in the shuk except for one guy with the black shoes and not wearing tzitzis. Okay, we said, what happened? He was a shem Asirim. Okay, he would separate um, 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 men and women. Okay, and, um, and he, would save, uh, he would save the women and he would let the Rabbana know he, and the reason why he dressed that way is he would, he would, that's why he was a bar al mahaba. Why would he dress that way? Because he was the spy inside where they were gezer gezeris to go tell the Rabbana to go daven. Okay, and then we saw also in the Shuk there were two more Barchanim where people, they were either Barchanim, they would cheer people up or they would specifically use their powers of cheering people up to make Shalom between people. We said, that is one of the people who are Karen Kayim Salam Haba. Okay, now we said, we said, Shidafain and Yerakain, which Rabbi Kiva said, Afilu Kol Shahu, and Arbev Chasil, we said, as Afilu Nira Rak Kanaf Echad, we explained. How we can say kolshu by shidafan if we say milay pitanor? Milay pitanor was either just the story that was Rashi's explanation, or like the Raman that it's the same amount. Okay, we said that a chasil and chayara. We go ahead and we are masri and miyad. When bisman shei mishuleches min hashemayim, right? When it, when it, they when an animal, wild animal appears in an abnormal way, which means we said either it's beir biyoyim was what we said, or it's running after two people. Okay, or even if it's standing. No, it's not running after them, but standing in a place where there's no, it has nowhere else to hide. No, it should be running away. But if it's standing, that's considered abnormal. Or if it, if it was tough two people, if it ran after two in a way where it, it, it could protect itself, okay, but, and only ate one of them, that again is weird. Or if it went to a gag and took a tinuk from a bed, even from a binion, like a, like a kuchi detsaidi, a hunter's hut, still that would be abnormal for an animal. Okay, even though animals could theoretically be there, it would be abnormal for the animal to take the child from the bed. Okay, and what we said, so that is when you're masriya, any of these abnormal situations, but if it's considered normal, which we said is any, um, any time in the field, even during the day, or that would be considered normal, or if it, if, it hides, if it hides from two, right, just because we see them, but the, we see wild animals, but it, it, it hid from people, that's considered normal, it's not challenging them, or even if it's standing, if it doesn't run away, but if it's in a place where it could, right, near a swamp, where it could jump in there any time, okay, or if it ate, if it ate two people, Okay, but there, but there is an agam there. Again, it could protect itself, so that is considered normal. We wouldn't be masriya on that. We said cherev, even a cherev shalshalom. We had the story with Paranachai and Yeshio. Okay, we said ma'isa shiordu zekenim. Okay, when they saw a meloy pitanor, meloy pitanor of crop disease. 
Okay, and we said, we want to know, is it tfumalipitaner means tfu or pas? So, you know, filling that oven's totally full, or is it just a bread that sits in the oven and only takes up a little amount of the cubic dimensions of the oven? So we said it's kipas. However, we didn't know if it was rows of pas or just like at the entrance. They were round with a small entrance. Is it just that amount of shidafan? So how much shidafan crop disease do you have to have in order to be masriyan? Okay, we saw the Rabbanon again also saw sha'achlu uh, ze'evim based tinoikais. Okay, in which case that the ze'evim ate the two children. They came out whole. And we said the basar is going to be tar because it's ikol, but the bones will still be will still be tame. Okay, they, they, there's no ikol on bones. We saw al-elu masriyin b'shabbos. On Shabbos, we, we can cry out, which says anenu, for the following, right? We had um, for, uh, we had for a, a few specific things. We said al-elu masriyin b'shabbos, al-ir she'kifu anachrim 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 said that it's only la'ezra, only if it's going to be, if have a point, not just to cry out anenu to say woe is to me. Now we said, we, we, are, we, we aren't geyser atinus, Okay, that's what the Tanakhama said. Oh, we're only Masriyan. The Tanakhama said, by the way, Yachid Rishayad Lesagif, that a Yachid can, so we're not Gezer Atinas, on an Irshikifu and Nachrim. Okay, that is only Masriyan. Okay, but we said that a Yachid, if he wants to, can fast. He basically says, no, you can't because you're going to come on to other people and people aren't going to be Marachmas. Okay, the only time you are, you are able to fast is when it's with the Tzibur. The Tzibur is doing it together. Those four Tzara that comes. Okay, again, Tanis Chaloim or whatever, those are different situations. Now, Shimonat money. we said, he said, you even are Masrian for Dever, okay, you call out for Dever that you hear about somewhere else going on in the world. And the Chum did not agree. So we wanted to know, is this, the Chum did not agree that you don't even do this during Bechol, or is it only on one of the things on Shabbos that you don't call out? And we brought from a big we said, call Iker, it's Xer, that if you cry out, whenever they hear about a Dever somewhere, they're going to cry out on Shabbos as well. We said, al Koltzar, Masriyan, except for Rav Gishaman, we don't cry out, we, we, we aren't Masriyan if there's too, we, we, don't, we don't cry out, we don't fast, we don't do anything if there's too much rain. Okay? Rav Yechanan said, why? Because Amos Paul Rav Teva. Like we said, that then the meat of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is to give you so much to where you feel like it's too much, but it's still Teva, and therefore we're not Masriyan. Shalosh Rabbalazar. Okay, that how much is um, um, <clears throat> so they asked Rabbalazar. Um, oh, sorry, we said that this is only big Gaila. Okay, we said we said this is only a big Gaila. I'm sorry, we said this is only an Eretz Yisrael where we wouldn't fa- we wouldn't ask too much rate, but big Gaila we would. Okay, because it's amuka, Rashi says, bubble is amuka, and therefore houses, we have mudslides and houses, people can get collapsed in their houses, like we saw that they said uh, they should daven for them. Okay, we saw that. Okay, we said a brisa like that. Okay, and we would, and we said, by the way, in Chutzlar, it's how far, how far would we masri, and when would we call, with rain, we said, okay, when you, and you're able to be meshach sheikh, then you know that you have a problem. And um, we said, and Rebbe Lazar said, by the way, if you want to know how tall it is, okay, I was once on the top of it, and on the bottom I saw a camel rider, and the spear in his hand was as small as a worm. So it must be quite a large mountain.